Spirit will always be there. They have always been there. You won't lose your ability to connect with them and perceive them just because you've given yourself a break or just because you're pacing yourself. And actually, I use being a mum to my advantage here. Welcome to In The Flesh, down-to-earth mediumship and spirituality with me, spiritual medium, Rebecca Richardson. Thank you for joining me for part two of the mediumship and motherhood episode in which I'm sharing with you 10 things that I've discovered on my journey of mediumship development whilst at the same time trying to juggle being a mum to Ralph, my four-year-old boy. Now, in the previous episode, I said I shared five discoveries with you. Actually, in retrospect, I was wrong. It was four. (laughs) I miscounted. So in this episode, we're going to start off straight at number five. Your evenings will no longer be yours to do nothing with. Now, you know how it is as a mum. The kids are finally in bed, the house is quiet, you can breathe a sigh of relief as you sit down to watch the soaps in the company of that big slab of chocolate. (laughs) Well, when you start to pursue your mediumship more seriously, you'll soon realise that the only real time you have to dedicate to it is in the evenings. And you're going to have to make a choice between eating that chocolate or logging into that Zoom class. (laughs) And no, you can't really do both. You can't be conducting a practice reading to your classmate whilst popping Maltesers or whatever it may be in your mouth. I've tried. (laughs) I do love Maltesers. And you know, it is tempting, isn't it, to squeeze in as much as possible, to squeeze in as many classes and practice readings in as we can, because, you know, we're excited by it, we're passionate about it, we want to move forward, we want to get this thing done, we want to get it up and running, we want to be that medium that we we imagine ourselves to be as quickly as possible, and we think by cramming as much in as we can, we're going to progress faster, but Unfortunately, mediumship development just doesn't work like that. We need balance to develop mediumship. We need to stay grounded in the here and now in this physical world. Because one, that's what we're here for, to live a physical life, to have these physical experiences. But also, two, our life experiences become our reference library, which spirit can utilise during a reading to help us understand them and their story. And to develop mediumship, we have to develop ourselves, what we call self-development. And to do that, we need time out to reflect, to process, to recuperate, to just be and to just live so we can better understand ourselves and the path we're on and where we're needed. So we need to plan ahead and make sure we're pacing ourselves. And actually, I use being a mum to my advantage here. I let myself have the school holidays off. I only do certain things on certain days at certain times. For example, I've worked out that at the moment, 
Evening readings don't work for me because I'm just too tired by the end of the day from doing all the mum things. And it means also that when I go to bed, I'm wired. I'm wired after doing mediumship in the evenings. And that has an impact on my sleep and then a knock-on effect the next day. And actually that brings me to my next discovery. But before I move on to that, I just want to say don't be nervous or worried about taking a break from spirit. I know what that feels like. Sometimes I still get that anxiety myself. It is diminishing as I've learned over time that actually you've got nothing to worry about, Rebecca, and that's been proven to you time and time again. So you need to just trust it now. Spirit will always be there. They have always been there. You won't lose your ability to connect with them and perceive them just because you've given yourself a break or just because you're pacing yourself. Spirit communication, you know, we are all spirit. Communicating spirit to spirit, therefore, is natural and it's innate. You know, and also they know that we're living this life within the constraints of our physical bodies and brains and therefore we need time out so we don't burn out. So I mentioned there that at the moment, at the moment, I don't offer readings in the evenings because I find that currently it affects then my sleep. And that brings me on to my discovery number six, that mediumship does affect your sleep. Now, again, I just wouldn't have thought that. It's not like other jobs or if you're doing this as a hobby other hobbies where you can just pick it up and then put it down and go to bed and kind of forget about it um there's something about mediumship for me at least in my experience that really activates the mind it just leaves me buzzing <laughs> it's like i've had like I don't know, I was going to say 10 cups of coffee. I mean, I actually avoid caffeine because, oh, caffeine has a horrible effect on me. You don't want to see me after drinking coffee. Well, I don't drink coffee for that reason anymore anyway. But it kind of leaves me just really, really buzzing, mediumship that is. And as a result, I can't, I can't then switch off. I'll be, I'll be still awake eyes wide open, mind whirring from the reading I've just done or the message I've just received um, until about two, three o'clock in the morning. It's a nightmare. And I actually, you know, I enjoy being in that energy. I really enjoy it. And it does, you know, mediumship, whether you're offering a reading to somebody else or receiving one yourself, or even just in a practice class or a development group, it really gives you stuff to think about. It really does. And it opens up so many like massive questions about life and death and the universe. And I mean, I've had sort of like loads of late night discussions with a friend of mine. She's a medium as well. And um, we met online in a Zoom class and we just hit it off and we've stayed in touch ever since. Never met in person. Hi Lisa, by the way, if you're re if you're listening, um, but we always sort of converse over um, Facebook Messenger, and um, we just get some really deep sort of discussions. And um, 
yeah, I just can't switch off. I can't switch off after doing mediumship of any kind in an evening. I've tried, you know, the whole thing of grounding myself. You know, people say about, I'll go outside and touch the grass, feel the grass underneath your bare feet. And I've tried doing things like that. I've tried just doing day-to-day tasks, like washing up. I don't want to do washing up at 10 o'clock at night. (laughs) I don't know about you, but I don't want to get the hoover out at 11 p.m. I don't think anybody else would want me to that either. I'd wake them up. So anyway, I found that those things don't really work for me. Um, I'm very analytical. I've always been very, very analytical and a and a and a deep thinker. So put me in a class or give me a reading to do, or even if I sit there and have a reading as a sitter myself in an evening, I'm just in my element and. I just can't get myself out of that rabbit hole, no matter how much I try to so-called ground myself. So I've learned to be quite um, picky and selective about what I do when. So like I've already said, at the moment, I don't offer readings in an evening. That might change. I'm sure it would change in time. But at the moment, I don't do that because it just doesn't fit. It doesn't suit where I am now and my life at the moment and yeah you know this isn't just a mum thing is it this this is this is the case maybe for everybody and anybody developing mediumship whether you're a mum or not but it does have an impact then if I don't get my sleep it has an impact on the type of mum I am the next day so that's another reason why I need to be mindful and I suggest you are mindful as well of what you do when you're going to have to experiment to begin with you throw yourselves into these things don't you we throw ourselves into the deep end because like I've said we're excited by the journey and the what ifs and what can be and then through trial and error you recognize you realize well actually that's not quite working for me and gradually you'll come up with a routine you'll come up with a schedule that fits that suits you and allows you to not only be the best medium you can be in that moment in time, allows you to develop as fully as you can at a sensible pace for that moment in time, but also allows you to live your physical life in this material world with your family, with your children, as well as you can. Discovery number seven for mums developing mediumship is my realisation that if you're going to take your mediumship development seriously, you will have to take it into your own hands. Now, you'll find as a mum with care and responsibilities that class schedules may not, they probably won't at all, fit perfectly around your needs and responsibilities. So for me, I found, it depends what age your children are, um, but for me, with a four-year-old, I found that a lot of classes happened to be just when it was going to bedtime. 
enduring the first half an hour of Ralph going to bed. Back then, he was at an age where he was waking up quite regularly. Not so much now, but he was waking up quite regularly. And I did, I did try to go to some classes. Well, not try, I did go to classes, but I was regularly interrupted. And yes, I'm lucky enough to have a partner here to help out. But Ralph was at that age or he was going through that phase where only mummy would do. He would only let mummy settle him back to sleep. So it was just untenable, really. I couldn't. There were certain classes. And to be honest with you, it was most of them that I was interested in anyway. They happened to be starting at just that time. That was bedtime. And if I did manage to get to it, the first half hour I'd be interrupted. I'd have to put put my turn my video off on Zoom and run out to attend to Ralph. Now, as your children get older, that gets easier because now actually he allows daddy to put him to bed. And we only spend five minutes with him before we leave the room. And he's very good now at getting himself to sleep and settling himself if he wakes back up. So it will get easier as time goes on, or I think it would, unless there's... <laughs> I've only got, Ralph's my only child, so I've got nothing to compare this to. So you may be sitting there laughing, thinking, oh, Rebecca, oh, Rebecca, do you not realise that they go through this phase when they're five? Oh, you wait until he gets to age eight. I don't know. <laughs> but in my mind, I'm saying to myself, guys, it's going to get easier. <laughs> but anyway, what I realised is, is that to take my mediumship seriously, to keep myself moving forward... I need to take my development into my own hands. I can't just sit and wait for someone to devise a class that happens to start at the perfect time for me. I can't just wait for someone to create a class that allows interruptions by children. (laughs) It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. If I wait for all those things, if I wait for everything to be perfect, it's like anything in life, isn't it? You wait for anything to be perfect, you'll be waiting forever because nothing's perfect. So I realised I had to take my development into my own hands. So for me, this meant that I had to forge my own path. I took the bull by the horns and advertised for sitters. For sitters for free practice readings. Now, there's no point doing that if you're going to just be turning up to do the reading and doing the same as what you've always done. To do this, we need to be quite good at being our own teachers. We need to be quite self-reflective. So this is where I also then started to keep a journal. I started to analyse, so I recorded my, uh, my readings with the sitter's permission and I would listen to those back. It is cringeworthy, I'm not going to lie, but you watch, you listen to your, but you listen to your recordings back and you make notes. So then next time you know what you need to work on. You also then notice things that you might want to just sit with in meditation to try and understand where that repeating problem is coming from or why you're not getting certain evidence that you feel you should be able to get. So I learned as a mum developing mediumship, I needed to take my development into my own hands because my time isn't as flexible as others who perhaps don't have childcare or caring responsibilities. And also what's worth me pointing out there is this wasn't an easy process. It takes a lot of 
confidence. It takes a lot of guts, doesn't it, to put yourself out there and say, oh, hi, look, it's me. I'm a developer medium. Will you come and sit for me so I can do a reading? It's one thing doing that in a class with other people who are developing mediumship. And it's a completely other ball game when you go and do that with members of the public. But you learn so much. And wow, how much your confidence will grow if you do that and you keep at it. And this was a real lesson for me in knowing that you don't have to wait for a teacher to tell you what to do and when to do it. It's your life. It's your mediumship. It's your development. Take it into your own hands. If you can't make those classes, if you can't make those development circles, then have a think about what you can do instead. And you don't need to wait for permission. You don't need to wait for for permission from that teacher or your classmates, or to be honest, even yourself. That's one thing I've learned with mediumship is that you have to get comfortable with feeling uncomfortable. And that means pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone. And if you want to develop mediumship seriously, but you're a mum with childcare and caring responsibilities, you're going to have to sometimes get a bit creative about finding ways in which you can practice and you can develop. And like I said, for me, that meant putting myself out there, feeling the fear, but doing it anyway, and finding members of the public who would sit for me for free in return for a reading. And I was honest about it. It was a practice reading, not there to be perfect. I'm here to practice at a time that suits your schedule. And if you're regularly sitting in the power, not just the power of spirit, but the power of your own soul, your own spirit, and also keeping a reflective journal, you will get a feel for what you need to do and when you need to do it. And another benefit of taking your development into your own hands moves me on to point number eight, which is that it can be expensive attending class after class. It can be really expensive. Now, you can find circles out there which are free or um, cost a very minimal amount of money. But like I've said, if you get to a stage where you're like, actually, you know, I really like this and this is for me, this is my calling, I'm going to take this seriously, I want to do this professionally, you will find that spending a little bit more money equals a better quality class. Just simply because by the nature of exchanging money, you're going to be in a class of people who are taking it more seriously. Developing mediumship isn't like learning anything else, you know, where you can pick up a book or do a course and then you're done, you're qualified. There is no qualification. It's lifelong learning. And it's, you know, even as a professional medium, you should still be investing in your development. And some of that development is going to cost money. And naturally, at the beginning of our journeys, we're going to be investing more money in the classes, in the workshops, in the circles, whatever it may be. So if you can take your development into your own hands a little bit more and not rely completely on, 
oh, well, I only develop when I attend that workshop. I only develop when I attend that circle. There's things that you can do which don't cost any money. It just costs you a bit of your time. There's things that you can do which don't cost money outside of those workshops, outside of those circles that do cost you money. So you can keep yourself moving forward. You don't feel like you're at the mercy of classes, workshops, that own not only cost money, but also, like I've said in my previous point, might not be running at the ideal times for you because of your caring commitments, because little Johnny goes to bed exactly at the time that class starts, like I found with Ralph. So I mentioned in my previous point about sitting with yourself in meditation, sitting in your own power, the power of your own soul, the power of your own spirit, get to know yourself. Start a self-reflection journal. Start to identify yourself, where you need to be next and what you need to be doing in your development journey. So then when you do spend the money on a course or invest in a tutor, you have a clear reason for being there and you know what you need to get out of it. It's very, very easy on this journey and I've seen it so many times I've been in circles and classes where some of those students have been attending that same circle or that same class for a decade. Now that's fine. That's fine if that's not your only thing. That's fine if you're just approaching it casually and it's just a bit of a meetup. And that's something to be wary of as well, actually. Some of these classes can just turn into a bit of an excuse for a get-together. And when you're taking your mediumship seriously, that's not going to serve you for long. You need to learn to self-reflect and become aware of yourself, where you are in your journey, where you are, where you are in your development and what feels right for you, what doesn't feel right for you and when it's time to move on. And because classes are an investment not only of time, but also of your money, you need to be sure about why you're attending that class, why you're investing in that tutor and what you want to get out of it. You know, our time as parents is limited, isn't it? And to have time away to do something like a course requires negotiation and planning with others who may need to pick up the childcare whilst you're gone. So you need to be very mindful of where you are spending your time and also how you're spending your money and why. So discovery number nine, the need for peace and quiet. (laughs) Now, when I first started developing my mediumship I didn't once think well actually is that compatible to having a young child in the house because you need space you need quiet space to attend your classes if you're doing them via zoom to give readings to receive readings from other people that might want to practice with you for your meditation and also perhaps for your journaling as well and none of that is easy is it it's not easy to find a quiet space when you have young children. You might be lucky enough to have a space at home you can dedicate to your mediumship where you can just shut the door and not be disturbed. It may be that you don't have that space at home and you realise that actually to do this, I'm going to have to commit to go into that weekly workshop which is conducted outside of my home in a different venue in order to be in a space that is conducive to my mediumship and my development because I just can't find that quiet time at home. Can you schedule in a time in the evenings 
when the kids are in bed to take yourself off to another room in the house where you can sit in private and do your meditation and journaling. Can you make that into a routine? Perhaps you can wake up earlier than the rest of the house in the morning to find that quiet time to meditate. Not even my mediumship, okay, gets me out of bed in the morning. (laughs) I'm not a morning person. I'm not a morning person. So for me, I drop Ralph off at school. And the first thing I do when I come home is sit down and meditate. I sit in the power. Sometimes I just sit in my own power. Other times I sit in my own power and then move my awareness some 20 minutes later or half an hour later to spirit and sit with spirit for 10 minutes or so. Sometimes my meditations are 20 minutes. Sometimes they're 40 minutes. But in reality, it's hard. It is hard. But because it's hard, because mediumship is a hard journey to be on, because it involves so much self-reflection, so so much self-development, so many big questions will arise for you. You need to, or you will get to a point where you realise you need to, find that quiet space. And that is hard when you have young children. But it's not impossible. We just need to be a little bit more clever, a little bit more creative and... Like motherhood, it's a juggling act, isn't it? It's another ball to juggle. My final discovery is that demonstrating in churches or in venues, I found, unfortunately, is not particularly compatible with raising small children. Now, I mentioned at the beginning of my previous podcast, part one, that I've only heard once a teacher acknowledge that women come to professional mediumship quite often later than their male counterparts because of our caring or childcare responsibilities. It's like, unfortunately, most other jobs out there. But I didn't consider when I first started that that would be the case for some reason. And you start with all these ambitions and ideas of what you want to do. My first, well, one of my first exposures to mediumship was attending my local spiritualist church and seeing someone demonstrate. And I remember, not exactly at the time, but a little while afterwards thinking, once I'd got into the mediumship myself, thinking, oh, I'd quite like to do that. That would be quite good. And then I also then remember having that realisation, oh, yeah, well, that's another thing that you can't do when you have young children. And that's a shame, isn't it? It is a shame. And that's not me saying that I want to rush through Ralph's childhood. Of course I don't. And being a mum is a job and a role of itself and one I take very seriously. So, you know, it's a shame that we can't do everything all at once. But for me, I've had to accept that my time will come when the time is right. At the moment, I'm not in a position where I can leave the house of an evening and not come back the following morning because I've had to travel somewhere and stay in in a hotel in order to... Um, put on a demonstration of mediumship or to serve a church. 
And that's what it's like. That's what it's like. A lot of people who demonstrate mediumship, they travel. But for me, that just doesn't suit my lifestyle at the moment. But luckily, and I think this is one of the positives that's come out of, you know, lockdown and COVID and all of that, is Zoom. We have Zoom. And people now are putting on private demonstrations of mediumship via Zoom. As a mum developing mediumship, I want to really thank Zoom. (laughs) Zoom have really made a lot possible for me. I can attend classes in the evening while still being close by to my child in case I'm needed. Yes, I've mentioned earlier, maybe it's not always convenient, but it's certainly easier than having to leave the house. I can offer readings via Zoom. To be honest, I only do readings via Zoom now because it works just as well and it's way more convenient for everybody. So why wouldn't you do it? It means then that I don't have to travel from my home to give someone a reading or I don't have to manically tidy up all the kids' toys in my house because I've got someone coming around for a reading. It also means that if you want to be a demonstrating medium, demonstrating on platform, as a mum, you can do that from the comfort of your own home. I've only done it once myself so far and I do plan to do it again in the future when the time feels right. But it was brilliant. It worked brilliantly. Me and my friend, Lisa, who I mentioned to you um, briefly earlier, the one that I met on a... Actually, we met on Zoom. (laughs) We met on a Zoom class. um, And we arranged a demonstration of mediumship on Zoom. And we did that earlier on in our development. We offered it as a freebie. We advertised for a group of people who were understanding and sympathetic to the fact that we were developing mediums. That's another thing you can do as well to take your mediumship into your own hands, to take your development into your own hands. And yes, as a mum developing mediumship in which demonstrating in churches or in private venues across the country just isn't realistic, you can now demonstrate your mediumship platform style on Zoom. And actually it's become quite normal now. It's become quite normal. People are accustomed now. And it really has opened the doors, I found, as a mum, developing mediumship. So it's time for me to say goodbye today. Thank you so much for spending your time listening to me. I hope you found some value in what I've shared. And some of these discoveries that I've shared with you will help you Plan for a better mediumship journey yourself as someone who also needs to juggle motherhood. I've really enjoyed talking to you. I hope you've enjoyed listening. Please leave me a podcast review and I would love for you to follow so you can be notified when the next episode is released and that will be next week. Hope to see you then.